This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for uh, Influencers Global Ministries here in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, I'm uh, privileged to have a, a couple special guests with me today, uh, Charles Ratliff and Chuck Sharp. Uh, welcome, guys. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted these guys to, I wanted you guys to hear from these, these gentlemen because uh, uh, these guys have been real influencers in this area, Northwest Arkansas. They're they're both business guys who uh, I would call marketplace missionaries because they uh, they've done really well in business. They're very successful in business, but they've also give their lives away and they use their influence to help others find Christ. And so they've led many journey groups t- together, and they uh, they really like guiding as a team. And so they've kind of stick together. And every year they 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 lead a lot of groups. So uh, so I just want to I'll start with you, Charles. Once you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and and uh, a little bit of your background, maybe professionally, and then how you got introduced to to the journey and and what made you want to start leading groups after you went through? Okay, Charles Ratliff. I uh, actually grew up in Hope, Arkansas, which is kind of an interesting place for a lot of different reasons. And uh, wound up marrying a girl from Bentonville. We've been married 43 years, uh, real close to it. Have a couple of great sons and daughter-in-laws and grandkids. And they all live within about 100 yards of us. So we're hmm. very blessed in that way. Uh, had the opportunity to have... Uh, 25 good years at Walmart and appreciate that. Been retired for a few years. And uh, uh, the way I got involved in influencers, uh, probably 10 years ago or so, uh, when things weren't going so well, and often the case, I think, I had a uh, guy that I knew well enough, and he knew me well enough to tell me I needed it. don't know that I knew anybody else well enough to tell me that I needed something like that. So I was uh, blessed to get in a group. Um, uh, actually had, uh, they were mo- all Catholic, but a couple of us, which was real interesting, including the local priest. Hmm. Gave me a really unique perspective, and uh, and it, it changed my life. Hmm. So can you elaborate on that part a little changing bit? Changing my life? Yeah, changing your life. Um well, how much? How long is this? <laughs> yeah, I t- talked for a long time about that. Um, you know, I learned a lot in the beginning, and, and among those things are the fact that you know, if we'd use God as a first resort, we wouldn't have to use Him as a last resort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if I'd start there, and the list goes on, and I've got journals of things that have changed in my life because of that. Uh, and when my family started telling me they see changes, my wife and my kids and people at church and people I don't know very well say, well, no, you're not the same person I've been hearing about. And, hmm. you know, you, you know, God's at work. So, and I, and gosh, and I so much appreciate that. So, uh, you know, and you get, I've been retired for about 15 years. So four or five years pro, prior to this, I was retired, and, you know, it's when things are supposed to be great. And, 
And uh, those of you that know Tom C., I'd say we paralleled each other. Had some pretty had good careers. They were hard careers, fast, a lot of action, like Chuck's, a lot going on, busy. Mm-hmm. Don't always get your priorities right. Uh, and it, and, and uh, I so much uh, kind of felt just like Tom C. said when he retired and he was sitting at home uh, watching TV on the couch, and he kind of drops his hands down. He goes, man, wait a minute. Is this all there is? This is what I worked for all those years? Mm. Kids are gone. Uh, nobody's in the house. Wife didn't really want me around. <laughs> I worked mm-hmm. all these years. Now what? Mm-hmm. And I think it's when the Holy Spirit starts working on you, and thank God for it. You get that, uh, you hear the voice, and and you do something about it. And I'll say this, uh, and I had a lot of significant negative stuff going on, like a lot of us do. And uh, and it didn't change overnight. I didn't expect it to change overnight. I didn't have expectations. Uh, I just had to get to a point where I sent some knee-mail. K-N-E-E. Mm. I literally got on my knees and said, okay, I, all right, I can't do it. Mm. Just tell, whatever it is, tell me what that is. Mm. Uh, you know, most of us, I think, probably have all the God we want, but not all the God we need. Yeah. And I got to the point where I needed more. Oh, wow. And I asked for it. Mm. That's awesome. Well, well uh, Chuck, let's bring you into this conversation. How did you uh, intersect with the journey and, and, and tell a little bit about what it meant to you? You know, one of the problems with that uh, that question is, is whenever you ask a guy that's uh, 66 years old that uh, um, there's a lot of do the aging a lot of stories and stuff tell me. <laughs> so uh, I'll start off because I'm Chuck Sharp and I've uh, my wife and I are both from a small town that are west of here called Gravit. So uh, we've been able to travel a little bit but we haven't gravitated very far away as far as our home roots and stuff go. And so uh, um, I- I'm one of those guys that uh, I call it I was a dropout and that uh well, several years ago, uh, Larry Trice was uh, working for us, with us as an associate in our office, and uh, Larry was involved in, in the influencers. And uh, uh, I, like Charles, Larry probably saw uh, something in me that needed something, and, and he invited me to uh, uh, to go on the journey. And so I met uh, with Rocky and a group of guys at that time. And, of course, at that time, you know, I was uh, – very active. We had a lot of stuff going on, and and so I started it. Uh, and after about two weeks in it, I thought, you know, I I, I I thought I was too busy. I thought I had uh, too much going on, and I just couldn't commit to it because there's, there's a little bit of reading, and there's a big, pretty good commitment to it. And so I dropped out. And then uh, I'll uh, I'm going to rephrase that. I denied him mm. what I did. Mm. And so I, uh, after a couple of years later, I got a phone call one day, and it was Charles, and he asked me if I would uh, would have lunch with him and Tom C. Well, I knew they didn't just want to buy me lunch. I knew that there was something up. They didn't know what it was. We're too tired for that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we met at Fred's, and we talked for a while, and, we, and then finally here it comes. And stuff. And they said, and I had no idea at that time what it was. I really didn't. I didn't associate it with that. And uh, they... Uh, and we'd like for you to go on a journey with us, a spiritual journey. And, and so I, I've obviously was familiar with it. And here's the, uh, the thing that came to 
lot for me was that I had denied God once and denied the opportunity of uh, growing closer and a deeper relationship with him. And uh, I, I didn't have the guts to turn him down again. Mm. And um, one of the statements of Charles and Tom had said, you know, you'll, at the end of this year, um, you'll never be the same, you'll be changed. And that in itself was a little bit scary for me because I didn't know if I wanted to change that much mm. at that time. You see, for years, uh, all I had was religion. Went to church, had somewhat of a prayer life. It was often interrupted periods of time. And I, uh, if you would ask me, raise your hand if you're a Christian, if you're saved, you know, if you love Jesus, I'd raise my hand. I've been one of the first one to raise it, but that's as far as it went. Mm. And I think one of the biggest reasons why it was was because perhaps I was uh, afraid of what he might ask me to do. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was busy, you know, pursuing a career and financial security and all these things and stuff. And I, I had that first and God was second in my life. So um, I was afraid of, uh, I thought I felt like I have to give up too much. Though I was coveting too, uh, too many other things. So, uh, but I decided that I didn't have the, the guts to turn him down again. So I just said, well, okay, well, uh, I don't know where this is going, or where it's going to end, but uh, um, I'm going to saddle up and let's go. Mm. So uh, we did, and it, I guess, I don't know if I didn't know the difference or whatever, but I just didn't realize the difference between a relationship and religion. I had religion, but I had no relationship. Mm. And I wanted to control things more. You know, that, maybe that's part of that personality that we have, Charles, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, we don't want to let go of what it is. And, and that was a, those two words right there was a big one for me because I thought it was, I used to say I'd have to give up. And actually, what it was was, you know, just let go. Just mm -hmm. let go of this and let me have my way with you, you know. And another big revelation for me was, is when I, and it crushed me is when I came to the, to the realization that God was there the whole time. And I thought, oh no, he, he knows about that. He saw me do that. He heard what I said, he saw what I did. He, he was there witnessing the whole thing. I wasn't hiding, I wasn't in a closet, you know. He, and that, that really, it's kind of like the example, you know, you hope you uh, your parents don't find out about some of the things you, you did. Well, you know what? He he, he was there. Mm. So creating that awareness helped me a lot because I knew that after that, anytime I had a bad thought or something, my thought process was leading somewhere that it shouldn't, I was able to say, well, oh, wait, wait a minute, I better, I got to grab this and and control this thought because before this leads to something leads to something different too far and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass God I'm not gonna be honoring him by that mm -hmm. and uh, that really helped me kind of put things in perspective and and begin the uh, the journey trying to move towards him and the the journey gave me helps me as the the uh, oh 
the examples of, you know, like we talked today, Charles, about mm -hmm. the vine, you know, what about mm -hmm. the, the sheep, those things like that create a visual picture in my mind now, like the, the, the dots are starting to connect and the circles begin to, to uh, close, and now I understand if that makes sense to me, you know. So those things all help me a, a great deal. And uh, and I want to make a statement here that uh, uh, I have seen more men's lives changed just through, through a journey group than I have in my own church. Mm. And um, I think a lot of that because is because there's people in that church and our church and other churches all across this country that walk in there every Sunday and they've got religion but they don't have a relationship. And that's the missing link right there. That's right. That's right. Um, they walk out there feeling good about the they went to church and you know, we had praise and worship and listened to the pastor and, and they probably a couple hours after they were gone they may not be able to tell you what the what the message was all about. It didn't sink in. It didn't it didn't plant it just didn't take root. Hmm. So uh, that's the that's the part that really has uh, driven me the most and, and created a hunger. In well, me. watching these guys change yeah. right before our eyes just gives, gives you goose. We get these goosebump moments, hmm. and you hear them start saying things that you go, "Well, that's Holy Spirit right there." So, so I want to back up a minute, Charles. Um, when you were you and Tom the co-guides of that group he's talking right. about? Yeah. So how did why did you ask why did you ask Chuck? I don't remember. Do you remember? I don't. Did you guys pray and he just got put him on your mind or? You did. Did you hear a bad rumor about me or something? <laughs> like that? You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I really don't remember. I mean, I think it it's all. Just, they're all uh, God. They're all God things. You well, know, you know, they, you know the really. that's the interesting about this one. You asked me. And what I learned, I literally could, I've got books full of what I've learned. And one of them was, nothing surprises me more. Right. And I don't, I don't have these preconceived notions. Uh, well, you know, when you asked me that then, I, I don't remember and it wasn't important to me. And I, we didn't know each other. To, I mean, we knew, basically knew who each other were, mm -hmm. but we didn't really know each other very well. You just said, you know, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I, let's, let's try that. Now, did you guys team up after that group? And decide to lead a group together. It was the next yeah. year, wasn't it? Right. Wasn't it? So that yeah. that was the beginning of this friendship yeah. and right. yeah. partnership that you guys have. Yeah. So how was that when you guys became guides versus going through it? To explain that a little bit. How was what? Being a, on the other side of the fence, being a guide versus just being a participant. Well, that was my. Uh, uh, so I had gone through my initial group with the uh, Catholic priest and all. And Rocky had, had gone through a what he called Type A personality group. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when you, you were go, a participant in a couple groups. Yeah. First. So okay. when you get to go through with the author, that really helps. And sure. then, then Tom saying I co-guided, so I oh, felt right. now okay. by. Well, I take that back. I also had another uh, one before Rocky's group. I had another group that uh, I was supposedly co-guided, but I was the junior guide, and that's what uh, Chuck and I are. Really, what we're trying to get to be the outcome of some of these, we get uh, we spawn other groups, and we've got some good ones going. We've got a father son team. Real mm, proud of that. Oh yeah. man, they are just an awesome group, and mm -hmm. uh, they're they're doing their own together this year. Matter of fact, we had the son first, mm -hmm. and he got about halfway through, and his 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 wife came up, 
to us and said, I don't know what y'all are doing, but we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a good guy to start with. He's a great man now. Oh, yeah. And then he sent his dad through. And then once he got finished, he came back through. And then they're there co-guiding. Just think what that's like for a father. For oh, that can you imagine? And his, and oh, having yeah. his son going through that with him together. Yeah, that yeah. gives you goosebumps right there. Oh, Father-son yeah. team to go through influencers. And and they uh, asked me to come over when they launched, and uh, I'm not sure why, because I thought, thought driving over, I'm, you know, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> you guys are good. But what I liked in observing was the group of men they assembled was cross-section. And we enjoy it when we get these young guys in with guys our age. You know, we're both mid-60s, and we... It's really great to have that cross-section of guys. And today, even, Chuck, we had two guys uh, that we asked to step up and, and teach this lesson today. We, we've been trying that for a couple of three years now. Once we get into about the 13th, 14th, 15th week, depending on the group, uh, because we're really kind of trying to lay some groundwork to see if we can spawn a couple of more guides. So you'll get some of the participants leading the that session. Yep, they did it, other they did it today. Okay, yeah. I think a lot of times one of the biggest resistance that they have of going off on their own. I, I'll back up just for a second. I probably wouldn't have done it if it, but I was able to, to uh, piggyback on Charles because he had the the experience and the wisdom, the knowledge to do it, you know. And I didn't, and but I was he he kind of I was able to you know, hook on to him and stuff, you know, and uh, he's still ahead of me, by the way. He asked you to guide with him, so it took away some of the fear, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good dynamic. So now, uh, one of the big things is a lot of these guys, like when they go through, you ask them about guiding, they don't think they're capable of doing it a lot of times. They don't think they have enough um, knowledge or, you know, they just, they're not, they don't have enough confidence to do it. So what we try to do, we talked about it here a couple of years ago. Well, we start kind of bringing them along, let them do some of it. Because you know as well, if we'll sit here, and, and I'm probably the worst about this talking too much, we'd sit here and I'll be quiet and let you do all the talking. Right. You know, and get that interaction with them. So when you do it this way, when you enter, you give the lesson to them, and usually you take two guys, and uh, then they get their, they get some experience at it, and they feel more comfortable. They get feel have more confidence in it. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part of guiding uh, been after doing eight or nine or ten of these is uh, it's to cover the material you want to cover but in a way where everybody gets to participate. We meet weekly so that gives us a little bit of opportunity to to get quite a bit of ground covered but it, you can't have a dominator as you know Brian you can't have somebody dominate. We had a visiting preacher a couple of weeks ago and we're glad to have him he stepped, somebody brought him and we you know, welcomed him to the group but then he preached oh, okay yeah <laughs> and uh, you know that, that we, we're, we're going to go nine months and not get where we would like to be in the journey if we do that so being able to watch the men look at their eyes see where they are when do they have something they need to say being able to read them so it, the guiding part becomes less I wouldn't say less the material, but we know the material. Mm-hmm. Now it's just know the men. And where are they in their walk? Everybody's a little bit different, generally, you know, in a different place. How do we get each one of them now uh, trans, you know, down that transformation walk? So how many groups have you guys guided together? I don't know. I've lost track. Five or six, probably. I think it's probably six or six. Or maybe more. I, so. I don't know. So the guiding gets a little bit easier. The more you do it, just because you feel more confident, and you maybe maybe you learn 
how to follow the whole, when to stop and let the Holy Spirit take over. We, when know, to, we literally, uh, I think I told you guys in Rocky a while back, somebody wanted to borrow, borrow one of my journey books. I told you, well, I have it. I don't think you can read it, all the notes in it. We, we individually go through the journey every year. We've had some people, we've got a couple guys in here for their second time around. I had one last year's in the second time around, and he, after about six or eight uh, meetings, he goes, you know what? You didn't talk about any of this the first time, your your personal stuff. Uh, I said, well, that's, I couldn't tell you what I talked about because yeah. I'm going through it with you again. Yeah. So I'm in a different place than I was then. So hopefully whatever I'm saying is beneficial to you and where you are in your place. Yeah, I've, I've always said it never gets old because the curriculum's the same, but the life experiences are different with every group, and and, and it reframes the everything. And, and, and we're in different points. And we, yeah, we as the guides too. That's right. And so, so I'm hearing some tips, and this is kind of what I want to get to is some tips for guiding, you know, successful groups. And and you, you, I heard you say, uh, you know, you're on the journey. You know, you got to keep be on the journey. I heard not talking too much, letting the spirit lead. Uh, what are some other things that you would say to people out there? Uh, well, you said you also said a lot of guys won't guide because they feel inadequate. But maybe if if your guy if you're a guide and you ask someone to guide with you, it might help yep. take some of the fear yep. away. Where you could kind of mentor them as a guide a little bit. What other things would you guys say? We probably have check. We probably have two others in here that are in their second time. So we there's several uh, phases of that. So we got the two guys today were newbies. This first time around. So we got a couple others watching. Oh yeah, and that was the other tip: uh, having your participants start lead, leading a session. Yep. You know, out of the since we all share the same manual, they can they can lead. I like that. I think the thing that uh, you know, you take the old adage of you know, you, you hire to your weakness. You hire people to do things you can't do. You don't hire people all, all just like you. You know. Yeah. And Charles is. He's, uh, if you look at his stuff, he's so organized. He's got it all spelled out. He knows <laughs> week every week. He knows exactly. He's he keeps he keeps us online. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. And I just you tell this story. I kind of <laughs> I kind of tell a little more. Maybe maybe I had if contributed in this philosophical way. Perhaps I don't know. But uh, now you do a good job of that. Matter of fact, I I said, wait, is this a tree story? I mean, I know it. But I don't want to make sure I'm good because I know where we're going with this. That way, I, you know yeah. what really helps too is. One, the other one, we'll look at each other. With. We seven, eight, at the, the table. One of it, whoever's talking, the other one's, okay, I, I got you. Okay, I got you. I know where you're going. You guys have a rhythm almost. Yeah, so you, you get ready. And that know, gives you, then you work off each and, other. Yeah, yeah, we'll swap off. And also, today there was, uh, there was a, we talked about these guys in different you know, different uh, places on the journey. And we it's fun for us to watch them uh, uh have a wow or something mm-hmm. to get a point. It's like it's like when your phone you get a message you get that ding you know. Mm-hmm. Well, today, but we had the other guy had a little. I call them breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. Had a breakthrough today, and Charles and I looked at each other at the same time. You know, stuff. So we recognized that that guy got it. He, he just he he it connected. You know, mm-hmm. so those are the things that uh, there's sometimes there's a, a dynamic. I'm not sure I answered your question as far as how do you prepare for us, but. Uh, I think at bringing different things to the table are important. Not, yeah. not, not you know, just being exactly the same. You know. Well, I, I think having a couple guys who uh, are enjoy enjoying this, you know, who are on the journey, who enjoy each other, you know, I mean, I think the group feeds off of probably off your partnership that you have. The, you set the tone for the rest of the guys. We try to, you know, what uh, if uh, 
try to be dressed in humility. I think it helps that we're not theologically educated. Mm-hmm. As I'll be quick to tell them, they start quizzing me about the Bible and say, you may know more about the Bible than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm on the journey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's talk about it. And they're, it's much less intimidating to them. And we've, we have a preacher in a current group, and he has been so good to be quiet. Mm. Uh, he's taken a lot of notes, and we'll call him occasionally, to, you know, like we would everybody else. And uh, you know, that's a that's a key. I mean, he he could he can take this and you know give us all a sermon on it. He's been so polite and uh, willing to be quiet mm. and humble. I, there's got to be uh, some respect to that. You know, I, Charles and I aren't always going to agree on everything all the time. You mm-hmm. know? But there's but still there's respect there, you know, that I respect what he has to say and if I've earned that part yet, but uh, 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 but I know that uh, if he feels very strongly about the something that uh, it's worthy to try, you know, so hmm. So we Rocky and I did a little deal uh, podcast called Journey two point and we were talking about this the second leg of the journey is when you go get, help others and reach back. You know, it was a little play on words, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked, I talked to Rocky about what would what keeps guys from going forward. Because we really, we want this thing to expand and not because we're counting numbers and heads. But it's because we there's so many lives out there that are, are where you guys were, where I was before we found it. Mm-hmm. And we want to go rescue those guys and help mm-hmm. them, show mm-hmm. them the way. Um, but we don't have a... I'm not satisfied, and a lot of us aren't satisfied with the number of people that take it forward. And, and we're just trying to challenge the guys a little bit more, and but it, also holding it loosely, letting God lead, you know. But what, what do you think? What do well, you think? I, yeah, in my second group I'd forgotten about when I mentioned those earlier, uh, I went with a guy that I co guided as the junior guy, which really meant I didn't do much. I just rode along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gave me a chance to. No, no, no. no I was just saying, <laughs> it gave me a chance to. Uh, I did hook up like you and I did, and I didn't say much. I mean, I just, but I tried to learn. And uh, what we're we're at a point now where we get to tweak this thing here all the time. We spend a lot more time now, Chuck. I think talking about being intentional. Yeah. Like we did today. Like our preacher said yesterday, you don't don't you don't pray your right way into a relationship. You got to live your way into it. Mm-hmm. You got to do some stuff. He didn't say. He said, "Well done, good faithful servant." Not well said, well thought, well written. You gotta go do something. Mm. So we talk a lot about what are you doing? Matter of fact, we asked these guys today, okay, said, okay, just tell us now after doing this today, compared to where you were this day last week, what'd you see change this week? Mm. So you don't we don't rock along and hope things work. We're a little more intentional. Hopefully we do it in a way that's not intimidating or it's not doesn't put anybody off, yeah. doesn't embarrass them. Everybody gets to participate. Feel like they're they're accomplishing something. I think we also recognize too that there are certain parts of the curriculum, the journey that are important. And if you and if you don't, because if you don't get this, you really can't build on it. You can't go any further. So if it's if they're not getting it, we just, we That's might as well spend point. we might as well yeah. spend some more time right here because we're before we go forward because yeah. we we got to get this. You know. Right. So. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll we'll do like today. We're going to do it again next week. Mm-hmm. 
because we're in the meat of abiding right now. Oh, and this last book Rocky wrote on abiding was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. There's 10 or 12 pages in there that we're literally going to read line for line next week. Mm. And uh, we're going to stay in this just a little bit longer, and mm. uh, then we'll, we'll move on. So, yeah, when you said uh, tweaking things and all that, just kind of taking audibles from the Holy Spirit, like calling an audible on the, uh, at the yep. line of scrimmage if you need to. Yeah, yep. we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. We don't know until we get there. Yeah, but being having the confidence to trust the, the Lord. You know, I think that's probably young guys probably make the mistake of getting discouraged if things don't go the way they want, and then they, they just move on, and they maybe they, they under, need to understand they have the freedom to. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't battle no longer, whatever, you know. You're right. That's the thing I was going to say about that my first junior uh, guiding experience was you just do what you're supposed to do. You don't worry about the outcome. Yeah. You, you don't know what he's – you don't know who – he's got – God may have somebody else come in behind you now to work right. with them. It's not your job. I, as Rocky says, let's can we move them a little closer to within proximity of God and do our part? And then we're not going to worry about how well we did. We'll pray about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, be faithful to the process. Yeah, yeah. let 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 the Lord do the work. You know, we're not going right. to change them. You know, we're just plowing ground, planting seed. You know, just and it's uh, trying to we're trying to give them examples and stuff that so that they can have a breakthrough. You know, with, yeah. you know, and that they to the next level. Yeah, and uh, and let hope get a point across to understand that that if you're not looking for it, if you're not hungry for it, you're not you're probably not going to find it if you're not looking for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we don't transform lives. No. The Lord has to do it. Yeah. And if you don't have that desire, if you're not searching for it, it's, it's up to you. Well, and Charles, I think you told me that you guys kind of do yours on a school year. Is that right? And then and then yep. over the summer, you kind of take a break. Yep. And you said, you, I think you told me one time that then the Lord, you kind of start getting hungry again for the next group. Like yep. you, you kind of think, well, we're going to take a break for a while, but then the God's... I it's, don't know if we've ever finished a year and say, hey, I'll see you in August. <laughs> we just finish. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you wait and see what God does. Yeah, and then we wait. And then he kind of lure, kind of pulls you back in. To, or, hey. or we'll have a list of guys that we'll kind of get together. You know what? I've got three or four guys. You know, we ought to, maybe we ought to talk about this again. Mm. And the next thing you know, we will have, well, we have 11 or 12 this yeah. year. Yeah. We'll start with, start with 15 or so, and that's not unusual. That hunger thing too. That started. I mean, that, that, that's something that is stirred up between the two of us. Because I mean, we can't quit it. I mean, I, get, I don't see my life without it. Because yeah. I get, you know, and after the summer months, you, when when you're when the journey's over, you know, we have our our ceremony at the end of this thing and stuff, and then uh, it's kind of like taking a break or something. You feel like you know, well, I've got the uh, this is over for a while, you know. But then after. Uh, a few weeks, whatever you know, you start you start getting hungry for it again, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I, I'm you're excited about starting again. Mm-hmm. Well, and you guys are doing a great job of mentoring too. I mean, you're you're not only guiding groups together, but you're mentoring the next round of guys. You know, helping those guys have the courage, like like the father son guy, all, all those guys that are doing the groups, which is awesome. So there's a real need for that too. So. Well, thank you, guys. I think our time is up, but uh, I just wanted to get a little flavor for uh, this dynamic duo, Chuck and Charles, who touched a lot of lives here in Northwest Arkansas. And I know there's probably other, there's probably some other guide teams out there in other cities who same thing. You mm-hmm. kind of when you mm-hmm. you get a bond like uh, you know David and Jonathan or you know mm-hmm. someone you enjoy 
guiding with it. You, know, you stick with it. So, but thank you for all your service here in this area. Hey, thank you, Brian, for your service. Oh, you're too. welcome. Yeah, Appreciate we, it. We all just make love big, serving the Lord, don't we? Yep, just do sure it for do. Him. Make big commitments for you, right. you and your family. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, all right. Well, you've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast. Um, Again, uh, we have a podcast page on our website. If you go to the website, influencers.org, you can go to resources and podcast. You'll see this broadcast and other broadcasts. You, you can also catch that Journey 2.0 that uh, I referenced earlier. But uh, also, if you uh, if you have a, a topic you'd like to hear about, uh, send us an email at podcastquestions at influencers.org. And also, I would uh, encourage you guys to register for our national summit coming up May 2nd through 5th and over here in, in northwest Arkansas. But we're going to have probably 340 guys from all over the country coming in for a great national summit. So we'd we'd love to have you part of it. But I would tell you to register soon because it's going to sell out. We're sure of that. So anyway, thank you for joining us today. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today.